This winter, L.L. Bean wants to help you get outfitted for all that's out there with tips and advice for heading outdoors and exploring all the possibilities of the season. Finding time outside can feel tough in winter, but it's just steps away if you turn your backyard into a winter oasis. Add a fire pit to keep you warm, some winter games to keep you active, and some all-weather furniture and outdoor blankets for chilling out comfortably. Just because it's cold out, that doesn't mean you have to be cold. For more fun ideas, easy how-tos, and inspiring stories, visit llbean.com slash guide. In the stillness of winter, the waves still roll in and out, in and out, slicking the sandy shore of Assateague Island, a narrow 37-mile-long barrier island which spans both Maryland and Virginia between the Atlantic Ocean and the Sinopuxent Bay. The wind can be sharp this time of year, rustling the sand into small, ever-changing dunes, and the temperature is nippy. In the cold of the mid-Atlantic winter, no swimmers sluice through the water. No sunbathers lie on blankets or towels strewn across the shore. The beach stretches as far as the eye can see, an inviting expanse of sand and ocean treasures brought in on the tide. The famous horses roam the island, even in winter, grazing in the tall marsh grasses on the bay side of the island trotting along the beach, nosing around the trash receptacles in the picnic areas and campgrounds. They are ever-present on the island, and the reason that many people visit Assateague, combining a beach camping trip with the novelty of wild horses all around. Drawn by the annual pony penning, also known as the Chesapeake Pony Swim, or nostalgia for Marguerite Henry's beloved book, Misty of Chincoteague, throngs of people descend on Assateague Island in the spring and summer, but in the winter, Without the crowds and their noise, without the smell of picnics, without all the distractions that high season brings, Astigue offers a different kind of experience, full of quiet discovery. I'm Jason Epperson, and this is the America's National Parks Podcast. There is something magical about the beach, any beach, in the winter. Your brain says summer vacation, and your body says, I need hot chocolate. You wrap yourself in a puffy jacket with a scarf and gloves and a hat, yet yield to the temptation to remove your shoes and socks and dig your toes into the sand. It's thrilling and a bit of sensory shock that might make you gasp or even laugh aloud. Your laughter swallowed up amidst the crash of the waves. With the whole beach before you, and in the winter you will quite possibly be the only person on the beach, you will start to notice what sets this particular beach apart. The sand is streaked with black. The beach looks like a giant sand painting, swirls of patterns emerging like an abstract jacquard print in the contrast between the light beige sand to which we are accustomed and this novel dark sand scattered throughout. 
The patterns shift and change as you walk the beach, leaving behind a bit of your own haphazard artwork, intentional or not. The black is not dirt. It's not oil. Just like beaches in volcanic regions may have black sand, the colors of the grains of sand at Assateague are caused by the minerals they contain. The sand at Assateague is comprised of quartz and magnetite and ilmenite. The lighter color minerals create lighter color sand. The magnetite, an iron ore, and ilmenite, a titanium iron oxide, are dark and heavy. And as the winter winds and surf scatter the lightweight, light-colored sand about, more of the darker grains become exposed. Magnetite is, as indicated by its name, ferromagnetic. If you run along the beach at Assateague trailing a magnet in the sand, the magnet will collect the grains of magnetite. The black sand of Assateague sparkles with metallic luster. Truly, Assateague in winter is a beachcomber's paradise. Although unlikely to find anything of monetary value, the treasures of the ocean lie scattered on the beach, disturbed only by the wind and the tide. No gaggles of small children running along the water's edge this time of year, collecting, burying, and tossing their finds back out to sea. It's all just spread out before you, along 37 miles of pristine beach. The collection contains plenty of the usual, colorful rocks whose surface has been rubbed smooth by the friction of water and sand, tangled strands of seaweed, feathers matted by the salt water, and a plethora of shells, mussels, clams, occasional remnants of crab, scallops, oysters. But the unusual also washes up on the shore, glistening in the constant wash of the water, or drying under the brilliant midday sun. A whelk egg casing looks like a child's paper snake, a long spiral, several feet in length, curled up on the sand. Whelks are a type of large marine snail common in the Atlantic Ocean and bays in the Northern Hemisphere. They're one of the largest snails in their natural range, typically up to eight inches, with a spiral or whorled shell shaped like a pear, which tapers to a spire at the end. Each whelk egg casing contains and protects hundreds of eggs, up to 100 per pouch, with up to 150 pouches in each casing. The whelk lays its eggs in the spring and the fall, and the delicate casing floats away, protecting the eggs while they incubate slowly, hatching eight to nine months later. Many of the eggs have hatched into already shelled juveniles, or been eaten or otherwise destroyed by the time the casing washes up on shore. But some eggs may remain for inspection by the lucky beachcomber. Another spectacular find on the deserted beach is the molted shell of a horseshoe crab. Young horseshoe crabs molt frequently, but molting diminishes to an annual summertime molting as they age. The discarded shell typically has the spiny tail still attached, depending on the condition of the shell and how it's weathered since molting. Although clearly recognizable to anyone who has seen a horseshoe crab at an aquarium, in the wild they sport a bit of a different appearance. Shells, barnacles, and other small organisms attach themselves to the hard exoskeleton of the horseshoe crab. Some of the horseshoe crab shells have just a few shells stuck to them, but others are so densely covered there is barely any of the horseshoe crab exoskeleton visible. A common shell found stuck to a horseshoe crab is the slipper shell, named for its resemblance to a bathroom slipper. 
The hard shell of the horseshoe crab provides protection for the Crepidula fornicata, the gastropod mollusks that live inside the slipper shells. The life cycle of one is hermaphroditic. They all start life as males and transform to female adults and may lay their eggs while attached to the horseshoe crab. The shells and barnacles that attach to the horseshoe crab are typically not parasitic. They cause no harm to the crab during their period of occupancy. But beachgoers beware. Sometimes objects other than marine life emerge on the beach. In the 1940s, the area had been used by the United States Navy and Army Corps as a test facility for rockets and bombs. As part of a cleanup effort in the 50s, the debris was buried deep beneath the surface. However, in the summer of 2022, munitions debris began washing up on Assateague, prompting a closing of the beach until a bomb squad and the Air Force Civil Engineer Squadron determined the military ordinance posed no danger to visitors and was rendered safe. Still, treat any such discovery with the utmost care, as traces of explosives or propellant might still be present. We'll be back in a moment, but first, a quick break for a message from our favorite place to search for the best campground for your national park adventures. Campendium. Campendium lists virtually every campground in North America and every type of campsite you can imagine. From remote backcountry tent sites to RV parks with water slides and pickleball courts, you can search by price, including free or by cell service, elevation, whether pets are allowed. Dozens of different search filters will bring you detailed user reviews so you can find the best campsite for your trip. Campendium is free at campendium.com or on the app, and you can upgrade to a RoadPass Pro membership to unlock an ad-free experience with more detailed cell service reports, public land map overlays, trail maps, and more. A RoadPass Pro membership also includes other premium apps like Togo RV and Road Trippers. Visit campendium.com or download the app today and save $10 off a RoadPass Pro membership with code RVMILES10X. Assateague Island National Seashore is a large natural sand barrier island in Maryland and Virginia. The park preserves several types of environments and habitats, sandy beaches, salt marshes, marine forests, and coastal bays. The beach attracts a great deal of the attention, but the bay is considered a very productive nursery, a shallow channel that's home to plankton, algae, grasses, worms, shrimp, minnows, crabs, clams, flounders, eels, stingrays, and skates. There's something for everyone at Assateague, whether you're a beach bum, a nature enthusiast, an athlete, an artist, a historian. Assateague is famous for its wild horses, which many people incorrectly refer to as ponies. They roam freely throughout the island. The horses are, in fact, feral. They are descended from domestic horses that were abandoned on the island. Two theories revolve around how the horses arrived at Assateague in the first place. A popular story is that they survived a shipwreck off the coast of the island, but no records prove or disprove this idea. A more likely scenario is that the horses were brought from the mainland in the 17th century to avoid taxation and fencing laws surrounding livestock. Regardless, they are a mainstay and main attraction of Assateague. Their small stature results from the poor quality food available from the natural habitats of the island. 
They're divided in two distinct herds. The Maryland herd is managed by the National Park Service. The Virginia herd is owned and managed by the Chincoteague Volunteer Fire Company and is famous for their annual swim from Assateague Island to Chincoteague Island, where the foals are auctioned off to control the size of the herd. Assateague Island offers many recreational activities, mostly during the warmer months. Several campgrounds are available, both on the ocean side of the island and on the bay. The park has miles of biking and hiking trails through the various ecosystems on the island. Fishing and crabbing are popular. The park has designated launch areas for canoeing and kayaking, and also provides rentals seasonally. The park has an over-sand vehicle zone, which also accommodates horseback riding. There's also limited hunting on Assateague. And of course, it's a beach. Lifeguard-protected swimming areas are available on both the Maryland and Virginia sides. Surfing is only permitted outside of the lifeguarded area. Although the National Park Service typically does not allow anything to be removed from their parks, they do permit visitors to collect no more than a gallon of shells, with the caveat that the shells must be unoccupied. Safety should be paramount in planning your trip to Assateague. The park is known for strong currents and riptides. The horses are indeed wild animals and should be considered with care and viewed from a distance to prevent being kicked or bitten. Insect repellent is an important part of the supplies necessary for a trip to Assateague. Mosquitoes, large flies, and other biting insects are prevalent during the warm months, especially on the bayside and at dawn or dusk. Deer ticks are present on the island and their bites can result in Lyme disease. Assateague Island National Seashore is a photographer's paradise, with its sweeping ocean vistas, seaside forests, horses. Birdwatching is also a popular activity. Aside from the horses, Assateague is home to many animals, including frogs and toads, fiddler crabs, mud snails, and ghost crabs. The harsh environment of the island hosts a wide variety of vegetation, from salt-tolerant sea rocket to wildflowers that grow in the sheltered zone behind the sand dunes. The park has two visitor centers and offers many ranger programs that help visitors become savvy marine explorers, including kayaking, crabbing, and beach roving. If camping is not your style, there are several motels on the mainland within 15 miles of the bridge to the island. This episode of America's National Parks was written by Lauren Eisenberg Davis. Peter Shen is the author of our theme music and our audio editor, and I'm your host, Jason Epperson. If you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving us a rating and a review. If you're new here, make sure to subscribe to the podcast to get new episodes delivered right to your feed. If you're looking for photos and tips about visiting national parks, check out our America's National Parks Facebook group. And if you're interested in RV travel, we hope you'll also check out our RV Miles podcast and YouTube channel. Today's show was sponsored by L.L. Bean. Follow the hashtag BeAnOutsider and visit LLBean.com to find great gear for exploring the national parks and by Campendium. Find listings and reviews for thousands of campsites for your next national park adventure at campendium.com. <laughs>